Amen. God is into us embracing one another, loving on each other, encouraging each other, speaking life into one another. And you are so powerful. And if Daddy has anything to do with it, and to the guests, when I say Daddy, I'm talking about our Heavenly Father. Amen. He come in flesh 2,000 years ago and manifests to humanity and shows us how we're to be like Him. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us the way you loved us. Amen. And He wants you to know how powerful you are. You're so powerful to Him that He limited Himself to you to finish what He started. Amen. And he, His plan was that you and I would give Him our hearts so that through us, he could do greater works, more powerful things. Anybody want to walk in that kind of place in the Lord? And so I'm, I'm encouraging you today and reminding you that the Lord cannot lie. He can only tell the truth. And his purpose is already in play. Amen. And you, as much as the enemy would like to, us to look behind and look in our past so he can discourage us, Amen. I want to encourage you to look from this moment forward. Amen. Get into the moment. Get a revelation from the Spirit. There's an experience today for all of us. You're in this room, and there's some agreement here already that's moving the dynamics of God's presence in this room right now, and you feel it. You feel it. And, and you want more of it, correct? Everybody say amen that believes that. You want more of what you feel. And God wants to fill you with more of what you feel. He wants to get to a place where your cup is running over. Amen. When you get to the place where your inner man is filled up, amen, and you can't shut up talking about him, and you can't stop encouraging everybody around you. It's just everywhere you go, you're spilling life out everywhere. That's the place you want to arrive at in the spirit. Amen. In the moment, in the spirit, in the moment. Everybody catch that. In the spirit, in the moment is where you're able to take up the role that God has purposed for you in your identity and be the husband, the wife, the parent, amen, the business owner, amen, the, the church of the living God in our earth. You are the light of the world. In the spirit, in the moment. See, my wife and I have five grandchildren, and she and I agree that we want them to mature as quickly as possible, even though they're kids, because we know the world and the trouble around us is real too. And so we want them to come to recognize as soon as possible, not, 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 not taking away their childhood from them, I'm talking about them understanding that they're special and God has purpose in their life now. Amen? Out of the mouth of babes and suck, sucklings, perfect praise comes forth. And so my heart's desires that, amen, the grandchildren that we're so excited about, not that we weren't excited about our children, we were, we were just so wet behind the ears, we didn't know what we were doing. Amen? I hadn't met any parents that knew what they were doing when they started. Every one of us were in bad condition when we started this parenting thing and God loved us through it and he done wonderful things that we can only say if it wasn't for the Lord but I got grandbabies now 
Amen. And, and they don't know how important Papa and Mimi is to them. They don't know how valuable we are to them. We know that. Amen. And we're sensitive to, amen, what they're faced with in the days to come. Not, not that I'm worried about anything. I'm not. I know all that stuff that's going on in our world works something that's good. It works something that the, the purpose is God is, amen, it's right on course. And there's nothing fair in our world going on much of these days, are there? Anybody, anybody got some scary stories that you could tell right now? Some pain? And that if you, if you think about it for a little time, you might find that there are seeds of offense there maybe. This is good for us to consider today because God wants to, us to get to a place where we're the unshakable. Amen. We're the unshakable. I mean, we're solid. We're stalwart. We know, amen, something that has got us focused. Our face is set. Our eye is single. I know that I know that I know. But I don't want to walk there. Amen. And so uh, we have spiritual children. Amen. That that uh, I, it, it, you know, it really wowed me here the, about a couple of weeks ago. The Lord showed me that uh, there are people at New Life Fellowship that kind of look at me as like Papa to them. And I was kind of like taken back by that because I wasn't trying to be Papa. But the Lord said, no, son, you're my representative. They're picking up my spirit at work in your life, and they're attracted to it. So it kind of humbled me. Of course, I am getting older by the way <laughs> so I just accept the role now <laughs> amen but our daddy is papa and um, we need him don't we uh, the lord directs the steps of the godly and he is he delights in the details of our lives and though we may stumble we will not fall because he has us by the hand. Amen. He's consistent. He's on time. Amen. And, and, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not a good author and finisher of nothing, but he is. And I need him to direct my paths. I'm dangerous when I'm having it my way. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When I'm making my own decisions, I'm, I put myself in a bad position. Let me say this to y'all so you can catch it. We want to become unshakable, right? When, when the Lord invited me to give my heart to him, he asked me, he didn't make me, he invited me to give my heart to him. And because he asked and his spirit and, and the way he asked was so attractive and I wanted more of him, I gave my heart to him. Now, the temptation is the enemy wants me to take it back. You see, when the Lord asks us to give our hearts to him, we forego all other decisions. Amen. It, now, we're that powerful that we can choose to take it back and, and try to order our steps ourselves. But he'll ask us to give us his heart or our heart to him, and then he'll direct us. He's not asking no more. Y'all got to get this. No, you mean God ain't going to ask me? No, he, he asked you. You've experienced. It's important that we catch this. Once you taste and see that the Lord is good, now you can come back and hang out with him and, and win, or you can keep living the way you want to live, and you'll lose. 
Playing poker with the devil, you can't win. And by the way, you don't even know you're playing poker with him. You don't even know he dealt you a hand. He's so good at it, and he can get into it. And, and the next thing you know, you think it's you, the one that's, well, anyway, some signals that we've learned over the last month or two is when I self-protect and I self-promote. That's a signal that, ooh, I'm not in the spirit in the moment. That's a signal that I have taken back what I gave to God. I, he doesn't have my heart now. Why would I self-protect and self-promote? Think about that for a moment. What's the motive behind self-protection and self-promoting? Guilt and shame's there. And as in our Christian world, most of my precious brothers and sisters in the Christian world are wearing a mask trying to look like everything's good, but it's not good. And they're dealing with this offense in their spirit. They're guilty or they feel shame because the enemy has convinced them that they're not worthy. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Every one of us can raise our hand. We all know that feeling. And we all know what it looks like to self-protect and self-promote. I'm not okay and it's your fault and you need to straighten up so I can have a better day. And we won't say it out loud like that, but our attitude depicts it. And so from that moment forward, instead of God being the one directing my path while I'm self-promoting and self-protecting, got a Bible study to support it. I'm, in, I'm introspection, or I'm, I'm doing the introspection. I am taking counsel with myself. And um, I've never really given myself good counsel in the past. I thought I did, but it never works out. I need the wonderful counselor. I need direction from heaven. I need Jesus in the spirit, in the moment. Amen. And so we go through life and all of us can talk about that. And young people, if you haven't, you will, you'll be able to say the things I'm saying here in not too distant future, because without God, you can do nothing with him. You can do all things. Well, and what are those all things equal? He is the one directing your path. Amen? He's not asking. Once you give, all he asks for is the heart. If he can't have the heart, he backs away and lets you try to figure life out on your own. And he'll hang out with you. You keep making mistakes and, you know, and, and falling and scraping and getting knots on your head. And, and just you just get all beat up in life. And he's not doing it to you. And you, and you ever, anybody ever blame God for stuff you did to yourself? Well, if God loved me, he wouldn't let me go through this. If God cared, no, he really does care. And he's banking on the fact that you'll get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that you'll say, okay, Lord, here's my heart back. Help me. Right? And so everything that can be shaken gets shaken until those things that cannot be shaken remain. Very important. I'm going to read that to you. Some of us need evidence that this stuff is for real. And so Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26, when God spoke at Mount Sinai, his voice shook the earth. But now he makes another promise. And when I check out that promise, y'all, it's the promise, amen, that he's going to give us an experience that from you and me, from his temple, that's filled with the Spirit, 
he is going to shake the earth. He makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are, this is so important, you want to underline this in your spirit, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Now this is something that Jesus taught. The kingdom is within you and it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Since we are, where do we receive that kingdom? When we're baptized in spirit and in fire. That's where we receive that kingdom. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe, for our God is a devouring fire. The promise that he made, I want you to hang out until you are baptized or you receive or you're empowered with the spirit and fire. Receive the promise. That promise happened 2,000 years ago. And, and this is important for all of us. Isn't it interesting that babies are born pretty well the same way all the time? Yeah. The birth of a newborn baby happens, it may sometimes C-section, but God's plan was the birth canal, right? And some situations that may not work, they may, may take the baby from a C-section or whatever way they do it, but still that baby, amen, breathes in life at birth the same way. Don't change. Everybody's born pretty much the same way. The new birth began 2,000 years ago, and the Lord wants me to let you know it happens the same way every time. Amen? It doesn't change. There's no new way of being born again. There's no new way of receiving the power of God, amen, the Spirit of God and fire of God that shakes everything that can be shaken. There's no other way, amen, to be empowered, to be the overcomer that you and I are called to be, but by spirit and fire. At New Life Fellowship, it will always be the crux of us moving into victory, will be the good news message of you and I coming into fellowship with God. Amen. Always focuses on the source. That's not movable. That's unshakable, unchanging. Jesus teaches his boys, amen, how to be unshakable in some very challenging situations. Amen. We've all heard about the disciples when they were invited into a boat to cross to the other side. For you guests that haven't read the Bible, some of you young people that haven't read the story, these, these events actually happened. Have you ever got started a journey, and when you started that journey, you had expectations that it was going to look a certain way to you to you arrive where you were going, and it wasn't any real negative expectations. You had a lot of anticipation it was going to be a good journey. But Jesus says, "Look, we're going to cross." He gives them the picture as, "Let's get in the boat. We're going to cross to the other side." He does not tell them about the things that's going to happen in the journey. 
But some stuff happened during the journey. And, and the disciples get into a prayer meeting while they're on the journey. And it was a screaming prayer meeting. I mean, they were shouting at the top of their voices. And, and they were, have you ever been in a prayer meeting where you was telling Jesus, you don't care if you love me, you would take care of this matter right now. Anybody been there before? Lord, if you really cared, you would take care of this and you would clean this up and, and, and you would bring peace. Anybody ever been there before? And, and everything in your life was shaking in the moment. It's like, man, you was falling apart. Anybody been there? And it's important that we think for a moment about Jesus' way of teaching us. And his teaching comes with experience. Experience. And experience. A lot of experiences. And every experience in your life that, that seems so unfair and you... And, and hear me, this is so important because you need to start letting the miracle work right now while I'm talking to you. Because Dwayne Lowe's not talking to you, Daddy's talking to all of us. We got we, we to gotta let him come in and clean his house up. Got to get the stuff out because we've got some spooky stories yesterday, amen, in our proverbial Christianity, in our proverbial walk with God as a child of God. And, if, and, and when you think about it, if it tweaks you a little bit up there's there's some seed there that needs to pull pull. there's some leaven there that needs to come out would we agree it's not okay that anything yesterday still has a place in your life Jesus says the prince of this world has nothing in me he goes through accusation. He goes through all the the challenges, the the rejection, the unfair treatment. And at the end of it, he makes it clear that the prince of the world has nothing in me. And he put it on no one's charge. He was in love with everybody. And he was killed in the house of his friends. Amen. The Lord knows how to get us to a place where we're unshakable. And I just want to spend just a little time today encouraging you to know that he knows where you're at and it's not that he doesn't care he's wanting your heart he just wants the treasure that you hold that belongs to him he already purchased it 2,000 years ago he took my death my sin my guilt and he died it for me and he paid my debt off so that I can have life and life more abundantly. But the only way he can give me that life more abundantly, he's asking me to give him my heart. It's when I take my heart back and I start trying to make decisions on my own that stuff happens, and the next thing you know, I'm blaming him. I'm self-protecting, self-posturing, amen, because the enemy's taking the guilt and the shame that he's attached to me that don't belong to me belongs to the enemy he was defeated I just keep buying into it and then here I go I'm bound by my own introspection my idea of taking counsel from myself amen so I encourage you today if there's anything in the past let the Lord talk to you about it for the next little bit because we're going to go somewhere today in the next few minutes where God's going to help you 
experience him on a level, amen, that you walk in a new dimension of life and hope. Amen? God loves you so much. And so he's on the boat. He's asleep. The boat's, according to the letter, it's filling up with water. Uh, the disciples have come to grips with the reality that this thing's over with. We're going to die. And some of us have acted like that with Jesus before while he's on the boat. Let me say this to New Life Fellowship. New Life Fellowship is like a boat. And it comes not without storms and challenges of life. And some of us are experiencing, because God drew you here to New Life Fellowship as family members of the house of God, you are the house of God, not this building. You are the house of God. He invited you in to give him your heart so that you could get rooted, grounded, and settled. Amen. He wants you to become to a place where you're unshakable. But storms of life, storms in departments, storms in teams, stuff going on has got us wondering if he's on the boat and if he cares. But the Lord let me know he's fully aware of all the details and he's trying to show us how to respond like he responds so that the true leader in all of us can come to the top. Amen. In God's kingdom, there's no positional leadership. There's only servant leadership. I need to say that one more time. In God's kingdom, and it means the church world, God's kingdom, there's no positional leadership. There's servant leadership. We're coming to his image, and he was the greatest servant of all. He did not come to be served. He came to serve. God in flesh, who deserves to be served, didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to teach us that if you want to be in an unshakable state of being where you win regardless of the storm, regardless of the challenges, regardless of the pandemics, regardless of the media and the politics and all the cultural challenges, you can get your face set like Flint and your eye can be single. And you can have a knowing and nothing will phase you. You can get there. You can sleep when it looks like the boat's going down. And when we come to that place and he'll work with us. Okay, go ahead and have your prayer meeting where you're screaming at him. He'll take it. Isn't that good? He'll take us chewing him out. And he don't deserve it. Yet he'll let us scream at him and tell him off and, and blame him for our troubles. And he'll gently and mercifully and kindly ask us, well, do you remember the last time I spoke to you? And when you pause for a minute, and you're, some of you are going to do that today, several of you are going to pause for a minute, and you're going to remember, oh, that's right, the last time he spoke to me, he did say this. And then he'll speak to the storm and let you know the very thing that I gave you was already there. You could have spoke to the storm, and it would have ceased. I mean, we could stop right now and have an altar call. Because the last thing the Lord spoke to everybody in this room is the answer to your miracle. 
It's just we don't trust him yet with what he's saying. Because when you're, when you're being played by the devil and you're taking counsel with your own self, which is really the devil, Pastor, be careful. You call me the devil. Yeah, the guy in the mirror is my problem. He's full of opinions and he's got preferences. And the Lord knows that my opinions and preferences aren't going to help me. All they do is spoil me and make me more rotten. They don't help me. It's about me having it my way at Burger King. This is good. Somebody's tracking finally. But when you get up in the morning or you get up in the middle of the night and you're, and you're wrestling and you don't want to wear this wrestling come because we war inside because we can't have something we want. And you don't need what you're wanting, but you're warring because you want it and it ain't going to help you. And as soon as you let go of it, you can go back to bed and go to sleep. Putting that old man in the mirror in the grave is huge. He ain't doing me no favors. But if I keep him in the grave and I let the new me, the real me, the true me out, and I give God his place, man, I'm about to have fun. And it don't matter what the storm is. It don't matter what the challenge is. It can be seven times hot. It can be, it can be the worst situation ever. And that's where you're going to find who you are because he's right there with you. And you want to be with him, regardless of what it looks like. You want to be with him. Anybody want to be with Jesus? He always wins. And so we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the, not me preaching the King James. Hearing comes by the Spirit. Amen. The very voice of God, he or she that hath an ear, let them hear what the Spirit is saying. In the Spirit, in the moment, is where you can get to a place where your face is like flint and your eye is single. And God set us up to experience him on a level that we know we're not guessing. Christians that are guessing about their place in God, that's not good. But when you, as a believer, have a knowing that you can't explain, amen, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. The half hadn't been told, and, and it's just erupting out of you, and you're talking about how good God is, and everybody's looking at it like, man, you're going through it right now. You've arrived. Through much tribulation, trouble, and suffering shall you enter in. Nobody is getting away from the process. We're in this world. We're not of it, but we're here. And we're being made into the identity that our Father has placed upon us. So somebody said, well... <laughs> Pastor, I want to get to that unshakable place to be the unshakable. Man, one of, the, one of the, the first thing you must do is you must know that he's unshakable. He's unchanging. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. He is a good God. Amen. He's life-giving. He's the source. Um. <laughs> I, I, I like this. 
because it really, it really challenges all of us. When you consider science, science lets us know that the axis that this earth turns on and this earth is going to, anybody know how many miles an hour the earth is spinning on? How many miles an hour? Anybody want to say? I heard someone say, I didn't go check it out, but I heard someone say this week, 1,500 miles an hour. Something on the, on the surface, it's moving that fast. Probably has to move that fast to get back around to where the sun's shining again. Right? Nonetheless, I'm not sure, but I think it's, it's pretty quick to go that many miles in just a short span of time, about 10 or 11 hours. But the axis that it's on doesn't move at all. But you can take a little spin top and spin on the table, and that thing just spins. But the center of that thing ain't moving. It's unmovable. But the further you go from the center, the faster it gets. Now, if you're going to be in a hurricane, where do you want to be? You want to be in the center, don't you? Somebody's catching this right now. You don't want to be too far from the center if you're going to be in a hurricane. You want to hang out in the center until that thing breaks up. And it don't exist any longer as far as trouble. You, did you know you can hang out with Jesus like that? While stuff is going on that's messed up, I mean it's bad, you can hang out with Jesus right in the center and be okay and rest and sleep. Peace that passeth all understand, joy unspeakable and full of glory. I mean, that's where the kingdom of God is, is right in the center. Everything around God, which is the center, the source of everything, he's the center of all things. Everything out around him moves, whether it's dark or it's light, whether it's evil, whether it's good, regardless of what it is, it's moving. And it has purpose on it. Anybody believe that God is really in charge like that? I know he is. I have an experience with him that verifies I know he is. Can I prove it to you? No, but my daddy can. And if I'll let him work in my life, you'll see him work in my life on a level that, hmm, he got something I need. And I know if I let him work like he should work in my life and he wants to work, it's attractive to people and they'll want what I have. Same thing with you. You don't know you have some things that I want. And the more you let him take over, the more I'm able to get it. So I'm going to work a little extra overtime in my relationship with you, reminding you of how powerful you are and how important you are and how valid you are, and what daddy says about you, because I'm listening to him talk about you all the time. He's proud of everybody in this room. He's not worried about nothing in your life. He's got purpose working in your life. And yes, from your lens, you might think it's unfair. You might think it's not cool. And, and, but all the while, he thinks you're totally cool. And he is totally confident that he can achieve his objective in your life because he puts you together. But still, he's not going to make that choice for you. He's going to keep extending the invitation for you to make the choice to let's go. I want to show you something you hadn't seen before.
And it's an experience, ladies and gentlemen. It's not just you praying the prayer, amen, with pastor and shaking his hands. Uh-uh. Heaven comes to earth. The kingdom of God manifests in earth as it is in heaven. Amen? And the earth he's talking about is not the world we're in. He's talking about you. You're the earth he's after. Amen? And the kingdom's here, and it's not leaving. It's taking over. Question are you going with him on this journey? So the first thing we want to know, amen, and we must agree that he's unchanging. He's not changing for anybody. And the moment I decide to give him my heart, he's already met the ask. The moment you yield to his ask for your heart, he starts leading now. It's commands. Now, in America, our culture don't, don't like that. Most professed believers that, I've talking, that I talk to, they're more American than they are Christian. And I'm not saying that derogatory because our life depicts what we believe. And culture eats vision. The culture of our world, and I love my nation. I pray for my nation. I pray for the leaders of my nation. God loves all them too. So I'm not offended. I'm letting you know darkness is at work because there's purpose and it's moving out further away from him instead of coming closer to the center. Are y'all tracking? So it's not that it's an evil thing, but it's a purpose thing. And so instead of being an American that happens to be a Christian, why don't you be Christ that happens to be an American? When we do that. And we can impact our world. We can impact our culture because we take on the identity that he's asking for. Give me your heart. And he's not asking no more. And he's wanting you to trust him. That's the form of worship that the Christian community is having a problem with. Ah, I can't figure it out. I need to be able to figure it out. We're in this storm, and I think we need to do it this way, Pastor. I, I get that often. And I understand because I have the same flesh that's tempted too. But at the end of the day, we better do what daddy's saying doing. We better pay attention to what he's doing at the end of the day. Correct? So as much as I agree with most everybody's opinions on how we should do church, we better do it his way. And he's asked for our hearts. And in return, he's asked us to trust him. And that means... He can command us to jump, and we stay up there, and we say, Lord, you let me know when I can come down. Would that be true? And he can hold you up there. If he says jump, he'll hold you there. And we get to a, a place where it really don't matter. You have the words of life. I can't figure this out, Lord. You said that I had to eat your flesh and drink your blood. I could have no part. That's a hard saying. Sounds like you want me to be accountable. No, he says, I want you to be accountable to what I'm saying. Trust me. When I speak, my words are creative. They don't fall. They're eternal. Can you trust me? Well, I want to, Lord. Well, he said, "Just that's good. I like honesty. Tell me the truth. You don't trust me. I'll work with it. Amen? We must know he's unshakable. And secondly, let's pay a little bit more closer attention to the, the leaders in our life. I'm going to read that to you. 
Oh, this is good today. I've got a few more minutes I can talk to you. It says it this way in Hebrews 13 and 7. Don't forget the examples of your spiritual leaders who have spoken God's message to you. Take a close look at how their lives ended or whether look at how their lives were conducted. Look at the result of their life. And then follow their walk of faith. Jesus, the anointed one, I notice how he puts this in there, is always the same yesterday, today, and forever. There's going, when you start checking out those in your life that are walking with him, they all look like him. They all talk like him because he don't change. Amen. He's not confusing anybody. He's never been an author of confusion. And so he's asking us to take a close look of those people that lead in our lives. Verse 9, so don't let anyone lead you astray with all sorts of novel and exotic teachings. It's more beautiful to feast on grace and be inwardly strengthened. So second thing, take a closer look at your leaders, your spiritual leaders, that is. They feast on grace. Goodness and mercy follows them all the days of their life. Pay attention, take a closer look at your spiritual leaders. If that is not happening, you better get connected with some spiritual leaders that depict the author and the finisher of our faith. He never changes. If you don't have spiritual leaders in your life that doesn't depict Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever, get there and get connected give you an illustration. This will help you. You've heard me talk about Sterling Pilot. I just, I'm sitting there, I'm asking God today, okay, Lord, you know, you're, you're giving me, that's good stuff. You got me, Lord. I'm, I'm, conviction is weighing heavy on me. And he reminds me of Sterling Pilot. I mean, honey, you remember when he was here with us and, and um, Carson, his son, had a bad car accident. That's his youngest, that's his baby. Babies get special attention. He's here, Carson's in Alabama. He's had this car accident. They don't know if he's going to make it. He just gets the news. I'm standing there with him. Take, pay close attention to the spiritual leaders in your life. He pauses. He said, Brother Lowe, grabs me thy hand. And he focuses, okay, all right, Daddy, what you want to say about this? And we give the Lord time to come into the room after the news. Because the news is like, all right, man, I'm fit to be upset right now. That's my baby. And you, you can tell that. Anybody know that kind of news? When you, die, you don't know what to do? It's like, ah. No, he paused. And we agreed. Okay, Daddy, what, what are you saying about this? And, and we waited until the presence of the Lord came in and confirmed everything's going to be all right. He didn't want us to worry. He wanted us to continue on the mission he had us on. 
Well, I think you ought to do this, Pastor. I think you ought to do this, Sterling. If I, if I was you, I'd be doing this because this needs to happen, and, it just, and it's like chicken with their head cut off. That's how some, some of us in our faith live. From one news, for one, from someone, you know, this breaking news thing all the time, and we're reacting to the news we hear. And the next thing, instead of hosting the presence of God, we're hosting worry, fret, biting our nails. I don't bite my nails because I'm worried. I bite them because I'm hard-headed. But we're hosting all kinds of spirits that's not from the kingdom of God. And so what Sterling Pilate did, he didn't run home because of that. When he goes home, he goes home when the Spirit leads him to go home. And he's always arriving on time. You know, Jesus loved Lazarus. That's what he talked about, how he loved him. But they come to get his attention because Lazarus was sick. But by the time they got to Lazarus, Jesus already knew he was asleep. That's what he told the group. He wasn't freaked out. He wasn't worried. Anybody want to be Christ? When he arrives, he's, he's, he's uh, approached by Martha and says, he stinks by now. Why did you wait so long? Y'all ever been there with Jesus before? And so she gives him a piece of her mind when he shows up. I, I know beautiful, wonderful, great, precious Christians. <laughs> and Jesus loves us. And something ain't happening just right according to it, No, no, no. If you cared, you'd have done it this way. If you really loved me, you'd have done it this way. And he'll let us talk to him like that. And he'll call us by our name maybe twice, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Talking about being unshakable. And he weeps. Look, I'm telling y'all, God is leading us somewhere. If we catch the Spirit in the moment, anything can happen. Our nation is set up right now for a great influx of hungry people. They're tired. They're looking for answers. And going to church is not attractive. They're looking for an experience that gives them what they need to be who they're designed to be. And all of them are designed to be winners because Jesus is always a winner. And Sterling Pilate did what we're supposed to do thirdly. Amen. When he prayed, and I agreed with him, and we waited for the Spirit to move, what he was doing was the third point. He moved to the center. We get bad news sometimes. Instead of going to the center, we get a little further out, and everything speeds up. And then we get worked up in a lather, and we're, yeah, I believe. There's no evidence I believe anything at that time, but yeah, I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus, but I can't prove it right now. <laughs> we move to the center 
It's huge, ladies and gentlemen. He wants us to get close to him, so close that we trust him and we won't deviate from that. Jesus turns the tables over in the tabernacle, not because he was mad at anybody in the tabernacle. Amen. He wanted them to understand his zeal because he wants the people to be able to get to him. Yes, and the religious group of that day were blocking the poor and the less fortunate from getting to him, and he comes in and he wants everybody to know this is to be a place of prayer. See, prayer is where we come to the center. It's where we come to the center. And the Lord says all this religious stuff going on, all this busyness going on is blocking people from getting to me. But prayer needs to be defined among most of our lives so that we can get into the spirit in the moment and we become unshakable in the spirit. So I've done a little research. Anybody know who the first prayer team was? What the first prayer, who were on the first prayer team in the New Testament? After a little bit of research, I found out that the first prayer team was Jesus and his 12. And they weren't referred to as prayer warriors, by the way. Pastor Lowe, don't be meddling right now. Oh, yeah. We're going to get the enemy out of the place. We got to get, got to get it clear. We got, it's a time for God to have our hearts. Prayer is a place where we fellowship with God. Prayer is a place where we move into a, the spirit to where we always walk in the spirit so that we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh, the old man in the mirror. If I'm not in the spirit, I'm in the flesh. There's no either or. Oh, no, pastor, I'm halfway in the spirit and halfway in the flesh. And, you know, you're confused too. It's either or. It's neither, he, the Lord said you're either hot or you're cold. If you're going to play the lukewarm thing, I had to spew that out of my mouth. I can't handle it. I can't work with that. I'm turning over the tables on that. Christian mask wearing, trying to be good enough among the people so we can be accepted, that's a trick of the enemy. No, be who you are. Messy church is okay. Failure is not fatal in the kingdom of God. It's an opportunity to get up and arise and let the enemy be scattered. Get honest with God. Tell the truth. Amen. We're not talking about sloppy agape. We're not talking about whatever feels good. We're talking about being honest so you can get delivered from the thing you want to be delivered from. Nobody wants to stay in bondage to things that don't bring fulfillment. Having it your way don't help you. It don't help me. Having it my way, whatever feels good, it does not help me. I tell you, what feels good is when you're in the spirit is righteousness, right? It feels good to know I've been sanctified by him, not because I'm good, but because he, that feels good. Peace in, that passes by understanding, that feels good. Joy that's unspeakable and full of glory, that feels good. 
It's right. <clears throat> but not only do I feel it, I'm filled with it. And my cup is running over. So you're either in or you're out. You're either hot or you're cold. Is this okay? Move to the center. Don't move away from the center because there's lots of voices that will pull you out. And the next thing you know, you're worked up into a frenzy and you're picketing too. Pastor Lowe, be careful now. No, you won't find Jesus picketing. He's, he's leading a kingdom that's not of this world. And he does not dictate, amen, he's a servant leader to us. But yet he is the king of kings. Ladies and gentlemen, thank God for our nation. I need to say that. I pray for that. And if I'm going to be part of a nation in this world, it's the United States of America. I prefer democracy over all the other stuff. But there's another thing I prefer more than democracy, and that's theocracy. I like Jesus being king of his kingdom. I like the idea that when he speaks, whoo, it works. It's eternal. It changes my life. It makes the difference in my life. And so we move to the center, and we get to a place where we're able, amen, to now move into a dimension of prayer that ch changes everything. I, I'm, I'm going to say this as I bring it to the close in the next few moments. Elijah has done a wonderful miracle in the eyes of all of Israel. And he has called fire down from heaven so that Israel would know who the Lord God is over the, over the God of Baal. I mean, it was an event. Wow. And God used him, but the voice of the queen of Israel, Jezebel, freaked him out. And he runs. Scripture says he feared what she said. Has anybody ever been there before? So here's Elijah. And let me say this. The least on this side of the cross is greater than Elijah on that side of the cross. I'm talking to pretty powerful people here. That's what Jesus said. Anybody believe Jesus? The least in this room is greater than Elijah in the old. Boy, y'all facing the, mm, God's going to use you if you agree with daddy on this. That's how powerful you are. And I need you to be you because I need that part of God at work in my life. And so Elijah sucks his thumb and pouts all the way to a cave, supposedly the cave where Moses and God talked. And when, when Elijah gets there, God asks him, what are you doing here? I mean, it was a long journey. And when he gets there, God waits till he gets there. Okay, you've arrived here, so what are you doing here? Well, Lord, don't you know? that I did this for you and I did this for you and, and now I'm being treated this way, it ain't fair. I've had those kind of prayer meetings before. And the Lord takes time to let him see the earthquake and the wind and the thunder. And then he speaks in a still small voice. But Elijah still ain't getting it. I've done that before. 
he come out, oh, Lord, you don't understand. Because the Lord asked him a second time, why are, you, why are you here now? Well, don't you understand? I've been doing this for you and this for you, and I'm being treated this way, and it ain't fair. And God goes again. But this time, he has an experience with it. It, it clicks. Oh. And all of a sudden, you don't want to be Jezebel now. You don't want to get in his path. You don't want to hinder him from what his call is and his mission. His mission was to anoint kings and prophets. And he leaves that cave focused. And there wasn't nothing that was going to stop him. He knew who he was, and he knew what God's mission was. And he didn't receive it as a suggestion. He received it as a command. Prayer is when you come to a place, ladies and gentlemen, to where you're so in it, you're so soaking in it, that now the spirit that you're in, when you achieve that, which you can achieve that here in a few moments, by the way. You don't, you don't have to qualify in 30 days, you might get there. It's not a long journey. The only journeys involved is you letting go and saying, okay, daddy, like 14 inches between here and here. And you, you giving in. That's the only journey we're talking about. But prayer is a place when you get into the spirit in the moment. The spirit now has complete charge of you. And he's able now at this point. This is when you truly enter the prayer. And the first prayer team knew how to do this. Because I'm going to ask you a question. Jesus and his 12, when they, when they prayed, what did they do? Ah. Go, baptize, and teach. Go, baptize, and teach. Every time they got through praying, they went. He sent them out by twos. They come back. They baptized. They, they made disciples. First prayer team was focused on mission. Go, three participles of the mission of the kingdom. Go, baptize, teach. It don't change. It's the same mission to this day. And when we follow Jesus, we follow Jesus to the point now we're one with him. And when you become one with him, now you've entered into prayer. You've been praying, but now you're one with him. You've entered into it. Now you're in the spirit in the moment, you're faced your fears, you're at the table, oh, it ain't my enemy. Oh, you were doing something good in my life. That's where you get your anointing. And now you can go baptize and teach. Pastor, go ahead and finish what prayer is now. Prayer is when you get in the moment, in the spirit, in the moment, and the spirit now you let him have charge so he can discipline you. You see, our culture don't allow for that word, but it's not a bad word, it's a good word. When we get to a place where we allow the Lord to discipline us, that means takes action, he takes action, we let him take action, so we get connected and we become the spouse we're supposed to be. But, but Pastor, I'm in prayer right now. I ain't got time to be a spouse. I ain't got time to be a parent. I don't have time to be a business owner. I'm in prayer. I've heard that. Mm. Mm. No, you ain't in prayer yet. You ain't connected yet. 
There's, there's <laughs> you and the devil got y'all's thing going, not you and Jesus. When you get in prayer, the Spirit of God can discipline you to step up if you're on your face at the right moment to be the spouse you're supposed to be. You'll get up off your face and be the parent you're supposed to be, the church you're supposed to be. That's when you're in prayer. You go, you baptize. Pastor, I, that makes me free. No, you're not where you need to be. Yes, I understand, the, I understand the frustration. Oh, that's for the ministry, the people that's got the mic in their hand. That's for them. No, no. I get to do that too because I'm a believer with you. But I exist in serving you to equip you for the work of the ministry. The work of the ministry is go, baptize, and teach. That's the work of the ministry. And the reason most Christians are not going and baptizing and teaching, but they'll go to church, is because they haven't let the Lord take over and discipline them to get connected. Come on, Paul and Silas together can do some stuff. James and John together can get some stuff done. Priscilla and Aquila, when they get together, whoo, man, the enemy's in trouble. And if you're not letting him send you out connected to go baptize and teach, you haven't entered into prayer yet. Well, Pastor, you have been very in my face today. Yeah, I'm, I'm, what I'm doing, I'm turning over tables. Not me, Jesus is turning over tables. And he's saying this is a place of prayer. Quit playing church and be the church. Come on, Pastor, don't be up right. I'm not. I'm loving on you right now. You want to be fulfilled. You want to be happy. You want to sleep at night, don't you? You want to you experience who you're designed to be, don't you? Well, you need the tables turned over. We, we got to stop blocking the people from getting to Jesus. Activity outside of going, teaching, and baptizing is not the kingdom. Well, you don't understand, Pastor. We got this event going on and this event going on. We're taking care of this and we're doing that. and we're. The Lord wants the zeal of his house to eat you up. And the zeal of his house is not this building. It's you. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. He wants to turn over every table where we're wearing masks and where we're active, but we're not in the spirit in the moment. I only intended on preaching like 25 minutes. But there's so much hunger in this room. The hunger in this room has me continuing to communicate because it's confirming and validating what you've already been hearing in your spirit and you didn't know what to do with. For you that are serious, can we all stand if you're serious about this? And you want to you really want to enter into the Spirit in the moment right now. Would you come forward? If you want to get into the Spirit in the moment right now. Father, your name is above every name. I thank you for your name. That's our identity you've given us. The kingdom has come. And Lord, you have taken your place up in your church, your body. I thank you, Lord, that you're invested your kingdom in everyone in this house. 
and that your kingdom is coming in the earth and every one of these powerful anointed sons and daughters and your will will be done in this earth. I thank you right now, Daddy, for bread from heaven, a fresh impartation of your word, your voice in our hearts right now. Clarity that we don't miss what you're saying. Thank you, Lord, for taking over this most unruly member in my body, the tongue, until all it can ever say is what you say. And all it can ever speak, amen, is the life that you're giving. Lord, thank you for hearing us right now, Lord. Now, Lord, there's things that the enemy's convinced me about that's held me captive. And I'm asking you right now to release me, Lord, as I release others in my life. Forgive me as I forgive those, amen, I'm offended with, Lord. Set this slate clean right now, Father. Lead me not into temptation. Don't let me be pulled in by the lies of the, the enemy. Set me free from taking counsel from my own will. Let me be free right now. Empower me, Lord. Deliver me, heaven. For yours is the power and the glory and the honor forever, Lord. Let that dominion, let that authority rest in ever. Fill us up, Lord, with the Spirit and with fire right now. In Jesus' name, be filled with the Spirit. Where you're standing, receive it. Receive it. Come on, it's a matter of you just agreeing. If you can agree with it, everybody's born the same way. Everybody's born the same way. Everybody gets the empowerment the same way. Be filled right now.